0: weird shit that my mom said episode 27 i'm jules and i'm cc welcome back welcome back we're we're in episode 27 yeah and we are on a comfy comfy couch together in person we are yeah and we're trying something different with the last episode and this one with our audio because we're recording together so we have all this new equipment yeah we're able to to hear things better and you can probably hear our family better because everybody's in this fucking house right now and nobody seems to care that we're recording they really don't (laughs) they don't give a fuck and they are very into the sims they are very into the sims. They're just having a good time there. There's some like banging around out there too. They are we we've, we've asked nicely and it's just not I can hear them giggling again. Yeah, they don't they are for don't the love fucks. of god. Yeah. These kids. Um yeah, so if you guys can hear that, we apologize. Um I'm guessing you can. And I don't know, we don't really have much new to talk about since last time. Not really. No, I don't I don't even know how long my episode's going to be, but I guess we'll try. We'll see well, what happens. I'm excited. This is a crimey one, right? It is a crimey one, but it's it's very it's it's kind of a crime and kind of not and So it's not grimy crimey? It's kind of a weird mystery that's partially unsolved and partially solved and it's not really like I mean like, there could be a murder involved. What do you know? It's I know that this is bonkers. Bianca's, biancas Yeah, it's it's a little bit out of the range we would normally do, but it's definitely weird shit. Well, that's what we're good at talking about. Yeah. So, have you have you ever heard of Bobby Dunbar? Bobby Dunbar. Yeah. No. Okay, cool. But I like to say his last name. Is it a girl or a boy? He's a boy. Okay. And he was a boy. But he's dead. Well, we don't... I mean, yeah, he would be dead by now anyway, because Bobby Dunbar was born on May 23rd of 1908. So, if he was alive, he'd be like really old. I guess I can't, we can't see for certain that he's dead. And he's pretty dead. Wide. That would be like really old. We don't I can see the doc through the door. We don't know. We don't know, though. He could be the oldest man alive. We don't know. And that's the point of this case. So, he was born Robert Clarence Bobby, is the name he went by, Dunbar. Robert? To, yeah. To Leslie and Percy Dunbar of Opelousas, Louisiana. Is that why you've been practicing it, speaking Louisiana speak? Um, I don't know. I think I just heard a southern accent Bobby. while I was down here in the south, and I just kind of go with it sometimes. Okay. If I hear an accent, I kind of want to do it always. Me too, and it's inappropriate. Yeah, and if I just heard the accent, I can usually do a pretty good job. But if mm. it's out of my head, then I can't. But anyway, so Bobby was just a little boy, had parents. His parents were, were pretty well off. They had money. They okay. had a cabin, kind of like a family cabin on Swayze, might be said more French, but Swayze Lake in St. Landry Parish, Louisiana. Like in addition to their other house? Yeah, in addition to their other house. Okay. So they, they had pretty good means, they, they were wealthier. And when Bobby was four, they decided that they were going to take a family trip. So this is in August of 1912, and they're going to go fishing at their cabin. And they brought along about 11 people total. So in, they my had, head, in my head, I, I said, I was like, they brought along 11 worms. <laughs> they brought along 11 worms to go fishing. And okay. yeah, so they've got this family and friends coming out. I think it's a mix of adults and little kids and they're just going to go out there and hang out. And so this cabin is in a wooded swampy area. So it's a lake, but it's really, it's Louisiana. So it's like swamp, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So everybody that's included here. So Bobby's family. Yeah, you know, like we said he had parents, and he did have a little brother named Alonzo as well. That's different. Yeah, it is different, especially because they Since went with like, his name Bobby, is like Bobby, and they're like, we're gonna go to the next. We're gonna go Alonzo. Maybe they called him like Alan. So Bobby know. didn't have like a fancy pants name. I don't think just Robert. Like he wasn't like Roberto. I mean, maybe they said it cooler, but mm. Lessie and Percy are pretty okay like, straight-up names, right, right? right? Yeah. So so that day – or not that day, but on this trip, August 23rd rolls around, and Bobby's dad, Percy, did have to leave to go to work that day. And Bobby, who really wanted to hang out with his dad, had a bit of a temper tantrum that day, and he got so angry. He had this little straw hat on his head, mm-hmm. and he broke the strap on it. Like, if you – like, there's, like, a strap that goes, like, around your – like, like on the, around got- the bottom of your face. He got real mad, and he was, like – um, like I'm his little break you, straw yeah. And I guess he was kind of a fiery little guy, oh. so he like broke his straw hat and he was all bummed out that his dad's leaving him. And he's like, "God damn it!" And I don't know if he's a like, god I god brought it. eleven but... worms. Yeah, I brought eleven worms, and my dad's leaving me. Yeah, so his dad leaves for work trip, and then his mom is working on doing a fish fry, at the time, which is maybe delicious because Louisiana is what I originally thought. But then I was thinking about like how not. French or Cajun or Creole Mm -hmm. that their name sounded. And I was like, maybe it wasn't that delicious. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if it was a delicious fish fire or not, but she's making some fish. And so while she's cooking, he asks his parents or his mom, he's like, hey, can I go with with our friend Paul Mizzy is the name Mm -hmm. to the lake to shoot garfish. And Paul is, I believe, an adult man. He... And Bobby's four? Yeah, but this is one of the family friends that was on the trip. So it's not like he's a creep. I know, but he's he's four, and he's going to go shoot at something? Yeah, this is, like, in the early 1900s, I guess it was a thing. Like, here for you. Yeah, love. this you friend brought Alonzo to who was younger than Bobby. Well, let's... So, like, two or three years old. To just... Okay. To shoot garfish. Okay. Yeah, so... Paul actually hung out with Bobby quite a bit. Um, He took him horseback riding sometimes and stuff, and he had a nickname for him. He called him Heavy for some reason. Because <laughs> he yeah. wasn't. Yep. And there were some other little boys, I guess, that went along. And they were called back for lunch a little later on. So they must not have been too far away if they could be kind of called back. And so on their way back, Paul had Alonzo, Bobby's little brother, on his shoulders, and he was joking around with Bobby a little bit. And he goes, get out of the way or I'll run you over. And I guess Bobby was like, you can't do it. You ain't no bigger than me. So Bobby was kind of mm, a little, escort. yeah. squirt. Yeah. Unfortunately, these may have been Bobby's last words. No. That's the last time that Paul remembered interacting with him as they were walking back. And I don't I don't know how many kids there were that was kind of fuzzy on that part. You know, like how, how you just lost a kid on your way back and you didn't realize it. Because he's not a dad. 'Cause he's not a dad or something. I don't I don't really know, but that's the last time Paul remembered interacting with him. And so when they got back, Leslie, Bobby's mom, realizes that he's not with the boys. Oh my god. Yeah, and so Paul and Leslie start calling out for Bobby in a panic, and she Leslie gets so worked up that she apparently faints. And some not of the but No I get it. I guess okay. she's a fainter. And something <laughs> something comes up on here too. It's just I don't know. I think back in olden times, like, women just fainted. Like, but why? I don't know. And we don't do that regularly anymore when we're worked up. So sometimes I wonder. they had fainting couches? I don't know. Is that a thing that you, like, is that a thing that they pretended to do when they were worked up? It's like a ladylike thing to do is to faint. I don't. Like, you feel like crawling into a fetal position and instead. You're like, <gasps> and you faint? Because like, I... we don't hear about women fainting regularly out of hysteria anymore like they did back in the olden days. And I don't. I don't well, think we're any different. Female hysteria was what they would <laughs> basically yeah. call our PMS. So I guess. We'd be fainting and shit. <sighs> right. I don't know. So I guess that a bunch of the other men along on the trip began to search the area thinking that Bobby might have gone to try to find his dad. Like trying to go somewhere and try to find his dad while right, he's working right. there. Right, right. You know? They're looking... And while searching, they run into Percy, his dad, who's returning back home, or like back to the camp from work. So they must not have been too far away from wherever. Did their real house, or, like, I don't is the know. real house like in between the cabin and work? Or I don't like, know. How is he getting there? I guess they didn't care that much. Did they have a car? I could have probably looked up a map of the area, but I did not. So I'm not really sure what the situation was. Okay. But I do know that at that point, authorities were called. So I'm guessing they had must have to like drive into town and, and call authorities. But he hadn't returned or been found by nightfall, and so at that point they started looking for his body. The authorities decided that they were going to dredge the lake, so they did like some nets like along the bottom of the lake, Mm -hmm. trying to get you know like nets and things like that. And they also did this thing where they blasted dynamite into the lake, thinking that it would like displace the water and give them. A view of the body inside. So they were real fucking stupid. Yeah, like wouldn't they just blow him up? if they Did Did they think they would like blow the body out of the water? I don't know. Like they were just trying to like blast the water out of the way. And I probably could have looked up to see if this was a thing, but it just seems so fucking weird. Seems like somebody should have taken a physics class. Yeah, I saw it in like multiple sources. So I don't know. They did a lot of weird things back in the day that they thought made sense. Yeah, I have no idea, but I do know that the next morning that they did send divers down because there were some coves in the bottom of the water that the dredging wouldn't have hooked. Old-timey divers? I guess. I imagined them wearing those little short suits. Yeah, I, did they have, like, stripes on them, or is that just prisoners? It like like, just... like, a prisoner dive suit. Yeah, like, maybe they were prisoners mm, that did diving? I don't think so. I don't fucking know. I think know. they had flippers. I do know. Oh, for sure they did. I do know that they found a deer corpse, but Ew. no Bobby. So they also didn't find anything either. So, like, if Bobby had to run in there, you'd think that his straw hat would have been floating his around. Broken hat. Or if like an animal got him, because there were alligators. Like we're talking no. in Louisiana. Oh. Like there was no like he didn't have any shoes on when he went, but like there's no clothing around or anything like that. Well, like do they eat him? That's a really gross thing. This is insensitive of me, but like, would they eat them? The entire you would body? think that like the hat would fly off. You would think so, or something. Then yeah, I did but, see one source that said there was a hat, but I saw like more reputable sources. It seemed that said that there was no remnant I th- left. I think of I think that they like suck them down into. I think they like take them down under until they drown, and then they would like drag it into a den. Okay, so like perhaps. Most of those items would be like, if his little strap that attached the the thing to him was broken, and the hat wasn't attached to him, would've It would have floated. It would have, flo- I would think. So I think that I think that's why they mentioned that it was broken. That would make sense to me. Would have come off of his head. But so they did start capturing alligators and cutting them open, trying to see if they could find. Well, as a kid, remnants. So... Yeah, and they they didn't find anything. In any of the alligators and so they they did do a test on the like on a similar straw hat and they know that the hat would have floated in the water for for hours Mm -hmm. and so they didn't think that it was never found and so it it wasn't a good situation they tried to stay out at the lake for as long as they could hoping that something would come up but his mom got super ill due to the stress and the family had to go back to opelousas so paul mizzy the guy that was with him and some other men who had been out there with the family, they stayed at the lake for a few more weeks, continuing to search for Bobby. Um, they did find some bare little kid with no shoe footprints leading out of the water, but then suddenly they just stopped. The hell? Like near one of the bridges out there. And all the searching of the lake and cutting open alligators and all that stuff, it really lead them, or it led them to believe that he may have been kidnapped by somebody in a boat and then taken out of the area through the bayou. So he could still be alive. He could. He could still be alive. And so they're thinking he's kidnapped. And so there were also some train tracks and trails near the area. So he could have been taken out that way as well. Because there were, like, searchers had run into some random weirdos, like, walking along the train tracks. It was a thing that people did Mm -hmm. back in those days. So they thought that maybe it was something like that. And they would have, like, a stick in one of those little, like, bandana sacks on the end of the stick. Yeah, and they... Just like a hobo. swooped up a little kid. With it. They were probably wearing overalls. And they had a straw in their mouth. Yeah. That's my guess. Okay. Yeah. So there were, I mean, like, they were just thinking, like, okay, this kid's been kidnapped. And so authorities in New Orleans even began searching for potentially kidnapped Bobby. And Percy himself went there um, to distribute 700 pictures of his son and talk to reporters. Aww. They printed postcards with his picture on them, and they mailed them to homes between East Texas and Florida. And the postcards read, age four years and four months, full size for age, stout but not fat, large round blue eyes, light hair and very fair skin with rosy cheeks. Left foot had been burned when he was a baby and shows a scar on the big toe, which is somewhat smaller than the big toe on the right foot. He wore blue rompers and a straw hat without shoes. That's so sad. It is really sad. It was so sad, in fact, that the town of Obelousas pooled together their money for a $1,000 reward to anyone who could help provide information to bring Bobby home alive, no questions asked, which would equate to $22,000 today, plus 8% inflation. Yeah. But nobody came forward, and just days before what I'm about to talk about happened, the money was returned to the people in the town who contributed. Okay. So this is about eight months after he went missing. Still nothing. They come across this guy, and his name is William Cantwell Walters, and he worked as a handyman specializing in the tuning and repair of pianos and organs. Okay. He had been traveling through Mississippi with a little boy that was re- that kind of resembled Bobby. That what? was Bobby, maybe, and. So he'd been traveling through Mississippi with this little boy, and when people would ask him about the little boy – because this is the time where if you traveled, you would have to, like, find places to stay, Mm -hmm. and, like, you'd stay with strangers sometimes. I think there's, like, boarding houses and things like that. People kind of opened up their homes a little bit more often. So the original Airbnb. Original Airbnb. You had to get people to allow you to to stay in their home. and so. When he was staying in these places and talking to people around town that he was working for, he gave really inconsistent answers about who the little boy was. And in the town of Hub, Mississippi, he at first said that that it was his own son. And then at one point he said that the little boy was his sister's son. And at some point, people witnessed him whipping the little boy. No. And they decided they were going to detain Walters themselves. And examine the little boy, which led them to believe that he might be Bobby Dunbar. Look at his toe. Right? They call the cops. Okay. And when the cops come, Walters ultimately explains that the little boy is not Bobby Dunbar. He is the illegitimate child of his brother and a woman named Julia Anderson, who worked for his family um, as a field hand. But she also helped take care of his elderly parents. He said that Julia had given him custody of the boy because she couldn't hold on to him and herself because she wasn't married or anything she just was like oh here take my kid yeah i, th- I think his brother how to tune pianos yeah basically so he can have a good life i guess maybe so um, they're talking about that and the cops are like no nah, i don't believe you and they arrest walters anyway and they sent pictures of the boy to the dunbars and the dunbars are skeptical they are not 100 percent sure from the pictures but they make their way to mississippi to see the boy in person mm-hmm on this trip, they're, because the, the newspapers have been covering this for a long time, so the newspapers are literally sending reporters like to watch them meet with a the boy. They followed them on their train ride home afterward. They had mm-hmm. newspaper reporters sitting around everywhere. And so newspaper articles of this kind of gave really varying accounts. Some newspapers said that the boy and his mother immediately identified each other. So I'm going to read one of those. How much time really had picture. passed? Um, eight months at this point. So he hasn't seen his mom in eight months. Eight months. And the mom hasn't seen him either. Okay. The first newspaper article that gives an account of this says, Mother Faints, Sight of Kidnapped Child. Dear Lord, stop fainting, woman. No. When the mother reached the house where the boy was being kept, he was asleep. Mrs. Dunbar made a careful examination of the lad without awakening him and was standing over the bed a few hours later when the child opened his eyes. The boy recognized his mother instantly. Mother! cried as he reached up and stretched out his arms to her. The mother convulsively embraced the boy and then fainted again. (laughs) They didn't say again. I just wanted to mention that she fainted again. Right. So that's one article from the time. Mm -hmm. But there's other accounts as well. So this other article from a different paper says, Mrs. Dunbar not positive lad is her missing boy. When they reached the home, the child was asleep at the time. When awakened, it began to cry. Mrs. It's- Dunbar looked in the dim light of a smoky oil lamp and then fell back with a gasp. I do not know. I am not quite sure, faltered Mrs. Dunbar. I'm not quite sure if that's my kid. Yeah. So there is all these accounts saying that both of the Dunbars maybe questioned his identity there's some statements saying that they said, like I think they told multiple newspapers that his eyes were too small. And it's just Did all these he have other the things. blue eyes or not? Well, I think he did, but not the right size blue eyes. And there's conflicting stories. It sounds like he like there's some stories that say that him and his brother immediately recognize each other, and other ones where him and his little brother don't recognize each other at all. What the hell? Yeah. So it's hard to tell from newspapers what's really going by. Some of the newspapers said that he refused to answer the name Bobby. Well, but, that could have happened either way. Yeah. So while they're visiting, though, they do, so like they talked about these scars and moles and things like that, right? And so they do allow Leslie Dunbar to bathe him. And after bathing him, she's convinced that it's her son because of scars and moles that he had on his body. Okay. So she's like, this is my kid. And so they take the boy back to Opelousas, and everybody is celebrating this. They're going crazy there. There's a parade. There's a band. They mm-hmm. like drive him through the town on this fire engine covered in flowers. It's like a big fucking deal. It was a to do. It was a to do. And the Dunbars were so excited to have him home. They also gave him a pony and a bicycle, which is probably. They get a pony? I know. it's probably super rad for a five year old in 1913 to have a pony and a bicycle. Yeah. I mean, it's super rad today. To be fair, I don't have a pony. I can get a pony. Yeah. But soon after all this happened, the newspapers are calling around and they're trying to find this Julia Anderson that Walter said. And lo and behold, they find her. Oh, no. And kind of like we heard about. So, like, remember how the newspaper brought, like, in the the Black Dahlia case, how they brought the woman's mother? Yes. Because they think they want the story. Yes. Apparently, that's the thing that they did back in the olden days. And they... They paid for Julia Anderson to travel to Mississippi. And she shows up in, in person and she She says, no, this is like, that's my kid. Like, that I have a not kid. not your kid, Dunbar. So she was unmarried and she worked as a field hand for Walter's family. But despite Walter saying that he had custody because she couldn't take care of him, she said, no, 15 months ago, I told them that he could take my son for just a few days on a trip to see a family member because it's... You know, like, the, the dad. It's still, like, part of yeah. the family. Yeah. So she's, like, I I gave him the kid to take for a couple days, and he just fucking took off. And I haven't seen my son in 15 so he months. He was a kidnapper. Well, maybe. Yeah. Like, she hasn't seen this kid for, for 15 months. And so, I like, it's so weird. So her son has been gone longer than the Dunbars. And there's some speculation, though, later. Walters actually kept Bruce with him because... It made it it easier for him to find places to stay. So when he goes along, he's got this little boy with him. The ladies in the houses are like, I'm going to cook for this little boy and I'm going to cuddle him and I'm going to take care of him and they want this little kid around. And so it just makes it easier for Walters to find a place to stay. And it's not like people people didn't dislike Walters. It seems like there were people that that actually really liked him a lot and they got to know him and this little boy pretty well in, in the time that he was in Mississippi. So it was kind of that was his way of doing it, but yeah, Julia was like, no, dude, my kid's been missing. And poor Julia. She had some other stuff to bring her too. Like, she did have to give one other kid up for adoption. And then she also had a baby that had passed away unexpectedly that they blamed her for, even though it wasn't – they determined it wasn't actually her fault. So she just it was having like a infant, infant death syndrome. Yeah. So it's just – it's a shitty situation. And just because she wasn't married, mm-hmm. they were, you know, back then. So – when she showed up, the police decided they're going to present her with five boys who are around the same age as her son that mm-hmm. kind of fall into that description. And so, the boy she chose from the lot was the boy they found with the Walters, But she didn't—they didn't let her rest or anything in between this journey that she took. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't seen her kid for fifteen months, and so she's not one hundred percent sure either. This is so weird. Yeah, I would like to think that I would recognize the kids you know eight months later or 15 months later or even two years like later So yeah but i guess if your mind plays tricks on you and then the other thing is that we take pictures all the time right now yeah we do you know and that like that would have been a thing for julia walt or for julia no anderson so that's like a picture in your brain yeah of who what you think your child looks like and i suppose that probably solidifies that image in our heads yeah. When we take all of those pictures. Yeah, I I can't judge fully. Like it's so like I can understand or like I can kind of understand wanting somebody to be your kid so bad. So bad, yeah. That maybe you misrepresent it, but so the kid wasn't really wanting to interact with her either, but she did she asked if she could undress him because she's looking for scars too. Why is everybody wanting to get know, his poor so little mirror? They're looking for scars and moles and I things know, like that. But... And so she she said the same thing. She was sure of it after she was able to look at him. What the hell? Maybe these little kids just had similar scars. What about the toe one? I mean, think about like, like a half our family has a scar under their lip. And it's we not, all we're not related. Do. Like, it's not a relation thing. It's because we, we all get hurt. There. Like, all the three of us siblings that were just together, we all have a and, scar And so on does our my lip. daughter. That's so crazy. From a weird thing. It just is the way that it is. And so, it's, I get it. And, but this little kid is not wanting to interact with her, but to be fair, this is 15 minutes. 15 months of this kid's life, that's a long time for a four year old to be away. And then he's also got a pony now and a new family and a bike. Yeah. And he's probably like, I, I had this pony. weird uncle that was whipping me every now and then. And like, there's people that say that Walters and this little kid were close and they, you know, they like they liked each other and stuff like that. And yes. I do think that Walters cared about the little boy, but he was like whipping him sometimes. So I just, you know, it was a thing that people did back then. But I, it just, I think that's called a whoopin'. A whooping, right? And so, yeah. But because she's unmarried and the Dunbar mom was married, her identification isn't as good. They're not going to believe her as much, of course. And she did have the three kids out of wedlock by two different men. So that's, you know, a little bit scandalous, super scandalous for that time. The newspapers, like, went crazy with it. They alluded to her being a prostitute, which she was not. They called her illiterate and naive. And they also and the newspaper articles called her a big coarse country woman a big coarse country woman what the fuck was like the newspapers were brutal back then well they had to make it salacious so that people would want to read it i yeah i bet you they would describe me as some sort of i don't i don't even want to take a guess there no i don't want to know what they would have So, people who knew her described her as a really lovely person. And the things that she did with the rest of her life made me think that she was actually really pretty fucking awesome. So, Mm. yeah. A big, coarse country woman. Yeah. So, she, of course, couldn't afford a lawyer to fight any of this. And they didn't just... And she did. And, like, it was hard for her to, to support her kid. And so, she ended up having to go back to North Carolina. Did they ever let her visit again? No. Because this family thinks that she's trying to steal their kid. I mean, like this is a custody thing. And so, yeah. And and Bobby really became acclimated to his life with the Dunbars, and he enjoyed—he like hung out with his little brother, and rode his pony, and they probably visited their vacation home. Or I don't know if they really, like. I don't know if I'd go back to my vacation home. after I would that. be like, we need to get a new vacation home. Yeah, we aren't like, going we're not back gonna to, that go to that one. But there's this whole situation with Walters too, mm. the the handyman, and so he has to go through a kidnapping trial, and at that time. Kidnapping was a capital offense. I thought you said a kidnapping file. <laughs> a kidnapping. A kidnapping, a kidnapping trial. 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 We don't know. Yeah, so, I don't know. But there, he's like, okay. She's she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go for this trial. Julia was able to find her way back, even though it was super hard. Finds her she's way back. Because like, she's thinking this is her only, like, she's thinking if he can be found not guilty, that this is her chance for her to get her kid back without having to, um. you know, go for this custody situation. And so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, while she's there. She becomes acquainted with some people from Poplarville, Mississippi, because this was one of the places where Walter spent a lot of time. Okay. And so, Walter's and the boy had been in Poplarville a ton during the travels. The people knew them really well, and there were about 20 people from that area that were like testified on Walter's behalf saying, no, like they've been here like since before Bobby went missing.
1: Like we've known this kid for much
0: longer than this, but in the end- the court decided that the boy was Bobby anyway. And Walters gets convicted of kidnapping, which is a capital offense. He wasn't put to death, but they did sentence him to life in prison. So do you think he wasn't really Bobby? Well, let's just keep going on this. Okay. So this is one where we, we will get an answer at the end, kind of, but part of it. DNA? Is, yeah. Walters, while he was in prison, I did just read, I read one part that said that He made himself a homemade harp, and he would play it, like, through the walls of the prison, and people outside of the prison could hear him, like, playing the harp on the street. People would come listen to him. That's interesting. How do you make a homemade harp? I don't know. He did, though. And -hmm. then he also, at one point, did, like, while he's in there, I think this is leading up to his trial, he did write a letter to the Dunbars, to Percy Dunbar, specifically. I was trying to think of it in, you know, Dances with Wolves, the movie. I never watched that. Are you for real? True story. What? I was really little when that movie came out. I don't care. You're not really little. You're like a grown-ass woman now. you better explain it. Oh, my God. So there's this woman. So there's just, like, a regular-ass white woman who is kidnapped. No, she's not kidnapped, but she's taken in by... The Native Americans. Okay. um, Like on the prairie. And then Kevin Costner is the main character. And his last name is Dunbar. And she can't remember how to speak English anymore. Because now she's like a grown ass woman. Yeah. And she only speaks the native tongue. And he's trying to teach her what his name is. And he's like Dunbar. And she keeps going dun dun dumb bear <laughs> my name is dumb bear <laughs> so every time you say it i think dumb, dumb bear. bear i'm sure a lot of people are thinking. and he's that. like no not a dumb bear yeah dun bar <clears throat> anyway all right i fell in love yeah no this didn't happen there was no love but i do want to i'll read this letter that he wrote to to okay. percy it said and it, this is a little bit rough because i don't think this guy was like the most educated of can people. you say it in his voice oh it's gonna be offensive the name is yes the name is yes (laughs) the answer is yes i see that you got bruce but you have heaped up trouble for yourselves i had no chance to prove up but i know by now you have decided you are wrong it is very likely that i will lose my life on the account of that and if i do the great god will hold you accountable that boy's mother is Julia Anderson. You ask him and he will tell you. I did not teach him to beg or bum, but in as much as you have him, take good care of him. So you have lost Robert and me lost a Bruce. May God bless my darling boy. Rot me if I don't get lynched. I think you will be sad a long time, but hope not too bad. Oh So he... Bravo! That was some good acting right there. I'm really good at that. That was so offensive. I'm sorry, Louisiana. It wasn't offensive because she's an actress. Yeah, totally. No, I just... It's hard for me to get back into Louisiana. I was... Like, I had a friend that was from Louisiana for a while, and Mm -hmm. when I talked to him on a regular basis, I was really good at doing an accent like that. Yeah, because I'd hear him talking a lot, but it's not the same anymore. The the Florida accent's not quite the same that I've been um, Mm -hmm. subjected to in this area lately. But... I think it's just bringing up the fact that if this was Bobby, then Bruce is still missing. You know, like, like so- somebody lost a kid, right? Either side, and and it does seem like like he probably did care about because he's thinking to himself, he's like, now I got my my brother's and Julia's kid. Like it seemed like he didn't hate Julia. Like maybe he did something stupid. Like something took his kid happened for longer. Though. What if he is deranged, and he took Bruce? Like what if he took Bruce? And then he accidentally killed Bruce. And then to replace that hole in his heart, he stole Bobby. It could be. As a replacement for Bruce. And told himself that it was Bruce. It could be. And he was like my replacement kid to give back to my brother and Julia. He wasn't going to give the kid back. I don't think that his brother had anything to do with the kid, honestly. But like He just wanted the kid. But that's another theory. That's another theory. Yeah, so you have the answers too. Yeah. Hi there, this is Cece coming to you with a really important public service announcement. Just so you know, moving forward with the rest of this episode, our family will be in the background being loud as fuck. This is their idea of being quiet during a show recording, and it's pretty rough. You might hear dogs barking, things banging, maniacal laughter from the dock children screaming all kinds of things we did our best to cut it out but we apologize for any annoyance this causes this didn't work out though he was found guilty sentenced mm-hmm. to life like i said before so that's just a thing so after this trial the boy did remain D- bobby dunbar for the rest of his life okay. I almost said dobby dobby doob <laughs> <Bobby> dunbar <laughs> Okay, so this is a serious matter, right, guys. <laughs> yeah, so it's serious. Yeah. So, like I said, Julia Anderson did meet those people from Poplar or Poplarville. Poplarville. Yeah, I got something right. You did. Oh, I yeah. So so myself. she did meet those people from Poplarville, and she didn't really have enough money to go back to to North Carolina either. Like, she's kind of fucked. She just stuck there. So these people are like, listen, like, cause they they all had traveled to it. This is a different town. In, or the, okay. I, I think that the, the trial was done in Louisiana mm-hmm. so because that's where he was abducted or would have been abducted. And so they were like, we're gonna take you back to Poplarville with us. okay and you can start a new life here. And she was able to do that and she she married a new guy and she had she ended up having seven children Dang. with this new guy. And I do want to mention though earlier, she did have a husband before that and like the night after their wedding he shot her in the foot. So like she just she had a rough go of things. I just want to make sure like I just She left like shot she... in the foot. That's two shots in the foot yes. in two stories in a row. Yeah, it two was. foot shooting for real. Yeah. So she she wasn't a religious person before this, but she did become a devout Christian. And she helped found a church in the area. She got really involved with their she community. She was a nurse and a midwife
1: for she the town. She did a lot of
0: things with her life. Yeah, and she she had a happy life. It was a good life that she had afterward, but and she didn't forget about Bruce. She spoke about Bruce often. Their family just considered him to have been kidnapped by the Dunbars. That's how they spoke about her son, mm. Bruce, that was missing. And Bobby also had a good life, too, with the Dunbars. And so his, like, his life was good, despite his parents did end up divorcing in 1927. Apparently, his dad got around a little bit. And the mother left him. And Good for her. Well... She left Alonzo and Bobby with the dad. No, not good for them. She took off, she went to New Orleans. Maybe she didn't mean to. I mean, like if you got a rich man and you gotta get away from him, like what do you do? I don't know. I don't know what would I would do. I don't know in the day. back in the day I'd like to say I would never be able to leave my kid but you I wouldn't don't be able to leave that. my kid. No, I would just like take the beating or yeah. whatever, take the bad Thing that's happening to you for the kids, yeah, the I guess. cheating that's happening, and so yeah. apparently the dad has some issues. He also went to jail later on for stabbing someone and had. What some if he killed problems. Bobby? That's another theory. So we'll get into theories toward the end of this. Even though Bobby might have actually been Bruce, some of his family members might tell you differently like there's some speculation that maybe bobby thought he was bruce or maybe he didn't like as he grew up yeah so there's some different accounts of this so if you ask one of the dunbars they're going to tell you that one of the dumb bears yeah they're going to say that like no bobby never questioned who he was he knew he was bobby of course but one of julia's sons. so julia this is one of the seven kids that she had afterward mm-hmm. so there's kids i'm gonna talk about right now or they're not kids anymore. I think they're both actually deceased because it's been that long. Julia's son, Hollis, said that in 1944, Bobby came to where he worked. So Bobby came in out of nowhere okay, and started talking to him but introduced himself as Bobby Dunbar. They, were, they started talking and it was like small talk kind of. And mm-hmm. he said that this guy was just like looking at him really intently and – but then he kept getting interrupted because it was impromptu. So he kept getting interrupted by customers and having to right. go do work. And so after a couple interruptions, it seems really weird that he would just give up and leave, but he did. He would talk to him a little bit, and then I guess he got interrupted a couple times, but there, there's a reason that he would have left right away. So so that happened. But then also around the same time, there is a sister as well, uh, one of Julia's daughters. So Julia's daughter said that she worked at a convenience station that her and her husband owned and a man who she believed to be Bobby, this guy didn't introduce himself, but this guy came in and chatted for her or chatted with her for like an hour and was really like intent, like only focused on her, didn't pay attention to anybody else coming in, didn't chat with anybody else, Mm -hmm. just talked to her like about herself and just seemed to really be like intently looking at her, but she didn't feel like it was in a creepy way necessarily. Okay. And once they kind of talked about it, they realized it was probably the same guy. It's okay. Bobby Dunbar. So Bobby Dunbar's son, Gerald, has confirmed that he actually went through town with Bobby in the car one day and that Bobby was like, this is the place where they took me from and that they did stop at a couple of different businesses hmm. that day for extended periods of time. So I think Gerald would have been waiting in the car. It was like they were on their way back, I think, from a funeral or something. And Gerald's like, no, I, th- I think that he did stop and talk to these people. So, okay. But there's also things that he told his kid that – I mean, like, he did tell his kids that, like, some things that led them to believe that he was at peace with who he was and how his life turned out and that the name didn't matter to him. Okay. So I'm going to step back to another thing really quick before I get into that. I kind of put this out of order. But Walters did serve two years in prison. Just two years for kidnapping. Well, Okay. Hang on. His attorney was able to appeal the conviction, and it was overturned by the Louisiana Supreme Court. He was given the right to a new trial, but because the first trial was so expensive, they just let him go. What the hell? Yeah, and Walter maintained his innocence and that the child was Bruce and he took it to the death. Took it to the death. I just wanted to say that again. He took it to his deathbed. Took it to the grave. Yeah. That's not what you really believe. You believe he took it to the death. Took it to the death. But I just had – I forgot. I just had that out of order in my notes here. But, okay, so we're going to get back to, to Bobby Dunbar. So Bobby Dunbar, like I said, had a good life. He got married. He had four kids. We just talked about some of his kids there. And he ended up dying on March 8th of 1966, okay. not really knowing who he was. So in 1999, one of Bobby's granddaughters, Margaret Dunbar Cartwright, had just lost her brother, her brother in a plane crash. And her dad, Bobby Dunbar Jr., Gave her an old scrapbook. It was filled with 400 newspaper articles. Dang. Yeah, so that she could investigate the story herself to kind of get her mind off of the grief. And really what their intention was was to prove that he really was a Dunbar. Okay. That what they really wanted to do was just prove that, like, you know, this this Mm -hmm. was really who he was. And so she got really deep into this. And very awkwardly and kind of uh, there was some tension i think around this but she she did interview the children of julia anderson so the, the people we talked about okay. earlier um she, she interviewed them she studied these articles she's really just hoping to solidify the fact that the, the grandfather is a dunbar but her investigation starts to kind of lead her in another direction she uncovers those newspaper articles she also goes to like the library of congress i think as well and reads through all of the trial documents, spends four years investigating this, and she finds that some articles talking, of like, multiple articles talking about the Dunbar saying that the eyes were too small to be Bobby's and some of the accounts that Julia had and just learning more about that. And she, like, the family, like the story that went through their families was that they immediately recognized them and it was this right. whole thing. Right. And she started learning that there's this other whole side of the story that might be true. And so she's kind of thinking, like, this is really weird. She's just really like, what the hell is going on here? It gets a little bit weird. The family is getting upset that she's looking into this in the first place. They're getting kind of resentful. They're not liking any of this stuff that's going on. So in 2008, the Associated Press approached the family about doing a story. And a DNA test. And Bobby Dunbar Jr. consented to the DNA test because he knows that his daughter's looking into it. And he's just thinking to himself that he really – he wants to know because he's going to prove that he is. The results show that he is not related by blood to his cousin who is the son of Alonzo, the Dunbar's younger son. Oh, no. Yeah. So – He was Bruce. Well, the DNA testing was conclusive. But – they never tested it against anybody in the Andersons family to determine if they were a match. So he could have just been, like, some other kid, complete other kid. Yeah, but the assumption is really that he he's Bruce. Hollis was willing to submit DNA, but he died before they got the chance. But I'm just, I'm, like, wondering... Okay, so when you go, like, we did Ancestry, we both did. Right. When I went in there, it pulled up, like, a gazillion people on both sides of the family. hmm And I could see their last names and I could tell, like, I don't know them, but I can see how I'm related to them. And I just think, like, can you just put it on Ancestry.com <laughs> like, and figure right. out if you're related to these other people? Because I know that, like, so both of these children are now deceased. Like, I think they died shortly after they out. But they have grand they other children. I know. And you'd think that some, like... You think you could just do that? Like they could just do that. What really happened to Bobby Dunbar? We don't really know. I mean, like that wasn't Bobby Dunbar. Well, yeah. So if, I, I mean, if there's not a lot of people in that area where the cabin was, I would, I would guess that probably some kind of wildlife got him that's what they were so that that's what the granddaughter thinks she thinks that he likely fell into Swayze Lake and was eaten by an alligator the straw hat who knows what happened to it yeah like a a lot of things could happen some people thought that maybe the family friend or even the Dunbars themselves maybe did something to Bobby that they were trying to cover up because it seems like but there was like multiple kids with them so I feel like one of them would have said something about it it just seems like, yeah. It just seems like, like this some... guy did go on to like stab somebody else. I don't know. I eh, mean, like the kid could have pissed him off, and maybe an accident happened, or maybe like, what if one of the other kids like pushed him, and an alligator got him, or something? He there met was some, some kind of accident with a gun because they're out shooting garfish, exactly and they're little Exactly, what we're talking about. How come... Nah, that's not okay. Yeah, they, but they they did find, like, little kid footprints, too. I mean, like, it could be that somebody came and picked him up like they thought. could either be. Either on the it's railroad like, tracks or in a boat. That just seems weird. Yeah. It, um, seems like a weird place to get kidnapped. Yeah, like, the, the replacement Bobby Dunbar, whether he's Bruce or not, he said that he thought that he had a memory of there being two boys with Walters and that one of them fell off of something and died and they had to bury him. But I just like, like he thinks that potentially Bobby was kidnapped by Walters. What? That would be so weird that they just like found no. a different thing. Like no. I think that maybe he was just like his brain was probably trying to like your memories when you're 4 years old are real weird. And I just I think like there's They're other people It's not just me thinking this. Like other like it's been explained away that maybe In his head, he was trying to rationalize like what's what what happened to the the real Bruce or whatever, you know, like the real Bobby or the real Bruce and trying to wrap his brain around that. Yeah. Throughout his life. that Maybe that was part of it. But yeah, I think when there's alligators involved and a kid just disappears and you didn't notice. I mean, alligators aren't just like eating kids left and right. That's not a thing. Didn't an alligator kill a little kid at Disney World? Like I, I know that, world? but like think about how many kids are in Florida. That's true. As a whole. So you think that he was kidnapped by somebody else? No, I think that some kind of accident. They were being very unsafe. I think they were being very that unsafe. That something unsafe and unsavory happened. Who knows what it was. But some sort of thing befell him. I highly doubt that he was kidnapped in the middle of nowhere. All those men stayed around to look for him for so long, though. Like, do you think maybe they stayed around to make sure that it was covered up correctly no. instead? Like, that could be. No. Like they stayed out there for weeks afterward looking for him. If they're out there for weeks and they actually and they're think cutting they're up aligators, yeah, I think that they actually thought that they were going to find something. I don't know though. Like, they could be completely different. Like, you know, like we did. We went on that swamp tour in that area. Yeah. Um. Outside of New Orleans and stuff, and like there are a lot of alligators. Some yeah. Big ones. So I mean, I guess that's a little bit different than, than whatever, because you're in the Bayou and yeah and whatever. So I guess it could be much more likely. Yeah. That that it could he could have befell that uh, he got aid. Yeah. I, I guess. Be. Uh. I don't know, but nobody knows. I mean, like that's well, like it's terrible. Like we know, like it's it's probably pretty likely that that was Bruce Anderson. I so. think it was Bruce. Yeah, and at least I mean, like there's there's some speculation though. I think even like Bruce Anderson's family. Like the the younger kid said that he probably did have a better life with the Dunbars than he would have had otherwise, and that Julia might not have gotten like Julia wouldn't have been able to give him up to to start her life over and kind of get herself together the way that she did, mm-hmm. like she was able to in Poplarville. And they they feel that that it that they don't have any ill will toward the Dunbars at this point. Mm-hmm. They feel vindicated. However, the family of the Dunbars like will not speak to that granddaughter that that went through all that it like ripped their family apart that's crazy because they're so i mean you proved that your grandparents like took a kid and they're not really even her grandparents you know like her real grand grandmother was or great grandmother was julia anderson that is so crazy yeah it's it's wild what a sad story yeah it is really sad but that's like bonkers isn't it That's nuts it's bionkers yeah so that's really all i have i know it's starting to get a little bit noisy out in the other room as if it hasn't been this whole time but it is but yeah, yeah. that's that's the story of bobby dunbar. Bobby. bobby dunbar i hope that somebody i mean i hope i see an update at some point that's like somebody put the shit in ancestry like you'd think that like any yeah. of these people's grandchildren? Like, did there, did none Somebody of them have children? Like, had to. they had, there were seven kids that she had <laughs> afterward. There's got to be some kids around that they're going to pop up somewhere mm-hmm. on Ancestry. Yeah. Like, I go in there and there's like a hundred people that I'm related to with the last names that I'm familiar with. Right. So, right. Yeah. It just seems like you would have something. So, if you enjoyed listening to this episode and others, please feel free to don't feel free, but just go and leave us. Just go and share. Share it and Tell give us, us right. a rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. You can find us and help support us on patreon.com slash weird my mom says podcast. You can find us on facebook.com slash my mom says podcast without the I and shit. And you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at weird my says podcast. You can also send us an email with a story or just to say hi. Because we'd like to get to know you. We'd like to get to know you. If we could. <laughs> that was really good. Um, yeah, so weird my mom says at gmail.com. Alright, goodbye. Goodbye. Come on.